Hey, it's Mark here with another episode of TechSess. Now, today's episode is a first for us. We've not had one of our customers on the show before. And today I'm joined by Cheryl Brunton of Architectural Doors and Windows, who are based out in Cumbernauld, and they have been one of our partners for around three years now. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. Now, the whole point of this episode is to help other business owners and managers out there realise that changing an IT provider shouldn't be as daunting as it first seems. Because we know that a lot of businesses out there, they put up with bad IT support, bad IT companies, simply because they think that the pain of changing their IT provider is worse than putting up with the bad provider that they have. In reality, that is just not true. If you choose the right IT partner, they will make the process really slick and really pain-free for you, and there'll be absolutely nothing to worry about. And hopefully, by the end of this episode, after listening to their, my chat with Cheryl, you'll be feeling like you can take that step to get better IT for your business too. So listen in, and I hope you enjoy. So Cheryl, thanks for joining me today on TechSess. Of course, you're one of M3's customers. I think you've been a customer since 2019, I think about three years, coming up three years now. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your business, Cheryl, and your role. So what does the business do? So I am company director for Architectural Doors and Windows Limited. We are a predominantly sales office for high performance window and door products. And main marketplace is the self-filled and the refurb market. A lot of our projects tend to go lie between the city grand designs, you know, the real city wild factor projects. But we also do a lot of extensions and obviously a lot in the kind of refurbishment market as well. And we'll make sure that we share links to your website and everything else in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check you guys out as well and find out a little bit more what you do. I mean, obviously your business is a lot more visual in terms of your products and stuff sometimes compared to technology i always kind of get jealous of businesses that make stuff or sell a physical product because you can like see it and touch it and feel it whereas a lot of kind of what we do is not like that you know you feel the effects of it but you can't actually kind of see it so one of the things that i was going to ask you and i know it's kind of been over three years so i'm going to test your memory cheryl is uh can you remember what it was like within the business before you started working with M3? Well, we do remember it, yes. <laughs> it's just probably not a good thing. We started off as, as a smaller business with a consultancy that, like anything, when it worked well, it was fine. But when there was a problem, it generally was a big problem. It was very time-consuming. We generally lost a, a fairly substantial amount of downtime when we had issues. And the biggest thing I would say over is, is that it was such a reactive IT service and that we were never really moving forward. We were always really only ever reacting to problems. I would say it's quite a common theme for people that we speak to is that we just feel it's there's not much proactive kind of Mm -hmm. thought going on and just react to things happening. And like you say, in your business, you obviously appreciate downtime, you know, and and what impact that has. And a lot of the businesses that we work with are in that same boat where downtime costs a lot of money. Lost revenue, lost production time, you know, whatever it is. So it's a common thing that we hear a lot. The Texas 10. These questions were actually designed to be kind of rapid fire questions, but 
some of them actually get quite deep, right? So if you take time answering them, don't worry. Some people do take quite a long time to answer them, right? If you had a hundred million pounds to spend, what would you spend it on? Certainly doing something worthwhile for charity. Definitely charity. Helping homeless, helping children, animals, something, something kind. Would you buy yourself anything nice? Oh yeah, I'd buy myself a couple of Christian Louboutin pairs of shoes, definitely a couple of nice handbags, but only once they've done something kind for everybody else. Uh, I think a hundred million is quite a lot of money. You can help a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of shoes, Mark. You've not seen Magic Cover. <laughs> uh, you're getting well with other director, Mary, then. Mary's a shoe fanatic as well, so you guys would have good conversations about shoes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an abstract. <laughs> What's one of the most important things that you've learned in your life? Definitely family, the importance of family and friends round about you. Nothing else really matters if you've got that. Nice, good answer, good answer. Now this third one, by the way, this is a really divisive question, right? And you need to think carefully about this one. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Yes. (sighs) Don't even have to think about it. (laughs) General. Don't even have to think about it, Mark. Really? <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> definitely in the minority. I think most people say it doesn't. I think there's definitely a minority of people that like that one. It's a deal breaker, that one. It's the end of a beautiful relationship, Mark. Never thought we were getting on to I know, it's all going to be downhill from here, I know. <laughs> um, what would your walkout song be? So if you're walking out on stage for for something you know what's your what's your theme tune it would have to be Men at Work Land Down Under absolute favourite song of it nice no particular reason it's just a happy feel good song yes that's a good song (laughs) (laughs) see awesome and I would have to do that as well (laughs) yeah well no one said that one yet so that's that's new if you could have dinner with three people either dead or alive who would you choose Margaret Thatcher. Where there is discord, may we bring harmony. Where there is error, may we bring truth. Definitely the Queen. And I want to reassure you that if we remain united and resolute, then we will overcome it. I'd have to be someone handsome. I'd have to be an ace of Brad Pitt or a Keanu Reeves in there somewhere. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right, so you've got, you've got some people to talk to and someone to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> some in-depth conversation, but obviously something they still look at at the same time. Yeah. I think you could have some pretty good conversations with Keanu Reeves. He's quite an intelligent guy, to be fair. The <laughs> Matrix is one of my favourite movies, so I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. And he's into motorbikes as well, so he's got some passions aligned with me. Well, He's up there, he's, he's approved. Yeah, yeah. If you could have any superhero power, what would it be? Ooh, it would have to be invisible. That's definitely be good to be nosy, spying people. Break into people's houses without getting caught. Yeah, <laughs> be nosy around. <laughs> it's interesting, actually. I don't think I've had two people give the same answer for that question. There's been some really... In- oh, so what's the most popular? I think I don't think it's been the most popular. There's just been lots of interesting answers. Some of the ones that kind of took me by surprise, because I think a superhero power is like flying, being invisible... You know, all that. Some people have said like to be able to read people's minds or know what people are thinking. One of the guys that was on said that he would like to be able to know what the ideal thing to say is in any situation. I thought that's quite an interesting one because... That is a good one. I like that one. Next question, and this is one that kind of I've had real long conversations about as well, right? And it should be a quick answer, but it never seems to be, is would you rather fight 
one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Whoa, I'd say a hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah, that's that's my answer as well. That seems like the easier approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people have said horse-sized duck. The last guest I had, my good friend David Dwyer, he, I think he said a horse-sized duck. And I was like, well, you imagine a horse-sized duck would be terrified. Imagine how big its beak would be. And it, and it would have massive feet and, and its wings. Like a hundred duck-sized horses. I mean, all you got to do is stand on top of a table and they would be able to get you. Yeah, I think the most sensible approach. What piece of advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Not to care what anyone else thinks. Definitely not to care about other people. Well, not other people, but other negative people. Yeah. Not to not to listen to the negative thoughts because they really don't. No, I think yeah. I wish I, that's a good one. I wish kind of when you're younger you could be like that. I think it takes quite a long time in your life to actually think like that, though. I think when you're younger, yeah, like, I think there's a confidence that comes with a bit of age. I think that's the thing is that you need to learn to grow and and become who you are as a person. And I think it's very hard, especially good. I wouldn't envy any 16-year-old now in the kind of world that we live in with technology, which is a good thing in a lot of ways, but you do sympathise with, with sort of kids growing up now as to what they need to deal with with other peers and other kids. But no, I think they get to a point where you realise that negative people in life don't really matter. Yep, great advice. Great advice for any age, I think, as well, for anybody, you know. So, <laughs> If you had a time machine, would you travel to the past or to the future? The future. Far in- past is good. Past is done. Would you go far into the future, or how far would you go? Uh, do you know it's a, not really something I've given a great deal of thought, but I always just think you know you don't look back in life; you always look forward. You know what, what's done is done, so why go back the way? So no, I don't think I would go too far into the future. If I was going to go into the future, I would probably go way into the future, so that it wasn't a future that. I existed in. I wouldn't want to see myself in like mm. 10 years or something like that. I think it would have to go, say, like 500 years into the future to see what the world looked like in 500 years. Mm. You know, maybe in 500 years into the future, you would just wake up and just be like an error message. Like, the, the world doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. You know, it's just. Hey, listen, you're kidding. You don't. Well, you know, you don't know. 500 years is a long time. If you think that's the, the crazy thing, if you think what was around 500 years in the past, and how much we've developed in terms of technology in the last 500 years. It's quite scary to think what it would be like in 500 years, years from now. Um, and the way I see it like that is if you look at 500 years ago from now and look at the technology we had, back then they thought they were cutting edge, right? And we think we're cutting edge right now. But people in 500 years in the future will be looking back at us today. Imagine living yeah, like that. <laughs> exactly. Like, they'll be looking at iPhones and stuff going... How did they put up with something like that? I mean, it was so clunky and like... Well, that's how I remember my granddad that sadly passed away not too long ago. He was in his 90s and even he would you know, he'd be like... When we first had um, cash lines, he's like, you can't believe you could get money out of a whole <laughs> you think that you think that was cutting edge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, now if you've got like a smartwatch, you can go and pay for things just without even taking your wallet out I know money's done over he actually carries cash in exactly I always feel sorry for the takeaway drivers nowadays because you you know if you order a takeaway it's all done through their apps and you pay for it online the delivery driver turns up and you've never got any cash to give them a tip I always feel really really bad for them because that's obviously a big way that they would make up their earnings so 
Um, I always feel bad about that, but I guess that's the way the world is now, right? If you don't take it electronically, then uh, you're not getting it. So thanks for all that, Cheryl. The last question I have is, you're probably going to touch on this anyway during our conversation, but I mean, obviously this, this show is called TechSess Podcast and it's about how technology enables your business to be more successful. So I always ask people, you know, what does TechSess look like, you know, for you and in your business and how do you use technology to to make your business successful? Technology is so integrated into absolutely everything that we do. You know, probably slightly basic in the sense that we just, it's an expectation that we've got our internal quotation, our sales processes, Wi-Fi, our telephone connection. We had that, and not at any fault of M3, we had a recent issue with some supplier changeover with internet provider which we'd lost a day's downtime. And it was quite incredible to see just how much life came to a standstill. You know, we had no incoming calls. We had no outgoing calls other than mobiles. And it really did make you open your eyes to see how much we need technology within the business. Yeah, it's quite scary. It's one of those things that you take for granted until it's not there. The way I always say, it's kind of like electricity. You flick the switch, you expect the light to come on. And it, and you, you just take mm-hmm. it for granted that I mean, how does it even get here? You know, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, enough about the electrical grid and stuff. I just know that when I turn on the light, expect it to light up. But when it's not there, you know, well, okay, well, we can't do anything, like, you know, for electricity, you know. We're not quite at the point of a business where we have, you know, I know probably that as a domestic user, we would have our a, a smart plugs and, you know, everything's sockets, everything's connected to Wi Fi. You know, it's the minute it's not there, you almost think that. We live in a society where everything's voice activated now. Yeah. So it's just so you how things are just really annoying. I am one of those people where I just tell, or won't say the word in case anyone's listening, that activates the uh, Amazon voice assistant, shall we say. But I, I am one of those people <laughs> that just say... <laughs> Nicely done, yeah, Matt. I, I could have just got Neil to bleep that out in the edit in this. <laughs> um, I'll get, we'll give him some work to do, so I'll just say it. So I'm, I'm one of those people that you just say, Alexa, turn on the light and the light turns on yeah. and I've got a really good one actually which if anyone's listening uses these devices or Google Home or whatever I've got a nighttime one so we just say it's a good night and all the smart plugs she just turns everything off so if any of the kids leave any of the lamps on upstairs or whatever we don't have to go around the house checking everything's off she just does that and same with like the lights out in the garden we've got are all connected up to that as well so it's quite cool you know you don't have to run around and turn everything off at night you just say one word once you get once you get into the bedroom, just say like good night. And she just she says good night to you as well, by the way. She says good night. Oh and, that's and uh, that's she she usually says like, <laughs> you know, enjoy your beauty sleep or she says something like a little thing to you. The Texas ten. What kind of got you to the point of what was the reason, you know, that made you decide that, you know, now's the time that, you know, we need to provide a new IT provider? It was a, a gradual realisation, Mark, that ADW was growing and, and evolving at a pace where we just we needed more support. We needed a more substantial support system there for our IT. And, uh, and it didn't happen overnight. It happened over you know, a period of months where we just, you know, we, we finally realised that we were just growing at a pace where we were outgrowing our previous provider. It's interesting, actually, because I always compare the relationship between IT provider and customers is quite like a marriage. Mm-hmm. It, marriages just don't break down overnight. It tends to be a period of time where things aren't going right 
both people can kind of tell it's not quite gone right and eventually gets to the point where someone has to, has to you know, wake up and say, hey, this isn't working. And that tends to be what happens. And people do, you know, put up with poor IT for quite a long time. One of the things that I always talk about with any, you know, potential new customer or any talks that I've given in the past about, you know, choosing IT providers is that it's very difficult. I'd never envy businesses having to choose an IT provider because it's an unregulated industry. It's not like picking like a plumber or an electrician. You know, they've got to be gas safe, registered or whatever, you know, they're standards. But because it's an unregulated industry, I think it makes it very difficult for businesses to know how to pick, how do you choose someone. So I guess the question is, what did we do or say or, you know, what made us stand out as someone that you'd wanted to work with? There was actually a number of things, Mark, that, that stood out to us with M3 Networks, which was, A, there was other rec- recommendations because we did scope out the marketplace when we knew we were going to change over providers. So we did investigate a number of companies. You guys did come highly recommended, but when we met with yourself and Mark Lamb, the first thing we got from you guys, and I guess sometimes in life you need to go with instinct and, and vibe, is that you really took the time to understand who ADW were, what our sort of plans were for the future. And I, I guess overall, I go back to that word, kind of reactive. What really stood out to us is that you guys were very much of the ethos of let's be proactive to see what needs to be done to help the business grow. Let's not wait until you get there and then try and catch up with IT. You were very, very much of the, you know, what do we need to do? What do we need to put in place? What are your plans? And it was just the time that you guys took to understand our business. Yeah, and I really appreciate you you saying that as well. And, you know, I think it aligns with, you know, when we do start speaking to a new business, even in that kind of situation where you've not committed to us yet or whatever, we kind of, we get a little bit excited about it because we're like, there's an opportunity to help these guys like we can see your IT we can see the immediate improvements that we think we can make and mm-hmm. we know that we can help you know make your business better or, or even just make things less painful by having the right IT in place to make sure that IT doesn't hold you guys back it might not be the thing that actually drives your business to be hugely successful but certainly you want to make sure your IT doesn't put up any barriers so straight away I think something that Mark and I have always done really well together, straight away we, between the two of us, we quickly see opportunities where we can improve or, you know, opportunities to make things better. So thank you for saying that. And sometimes, like you said, the gut instinct of, you know, do we like these guys? You're going to work together. You know, we always say it's about a partnership, not just a supplier. You know, we work to get closely with mm-hmm. people. And sometimes it's just a case of going, well, one thing, we need to like these guys. You know, we need to like the people that we're going to work with. And quite often that is other feedback that we get that yeah we liked you guys you came across friendly you know easy to deal with whereas there is unfortunately that traditional IT techie you know of oh they talk to us like robots or they talk to us in language that we don't understand so it's important that we just deal with people in the way that we'd want to be treated yeah we definitely feel that appreciate that I think one of the other things that holds people back, which is, I guess, the scary part of changing IT provider, because I was having this conversation with someone today, actually, which is like changing your IT providers, kind of like changing your bank or changing your accountant. It's always seen as a bit of a, that's going to be really problematic or there's going to be a problem or, you know, it's going to be a painful process. So I guess from your point of view, what was the transition like from, you know, your, your previous IT provider to M3 
you know, was it easier than what you thought it would be? You know, was there any problems? Definitely would pick up on some of your points of the fear factor of moving because you become, you know, they become so ingrained and they become, you know, obviously there's a lot of the pro- see the processes, but implementation of programs, etc. that we don't, we don't have a lot of input in. So you're worried about passwords and security, but you guys took over and, and your onboarding process it was so smooth and it, you know, it is a genuine point of view of is that we, we definitely we just didn't have any issues. You took over, you went through everything, you did a checklist, and all I can say is our mind was completely at ease and we really didn't experience any issues whatsoever. Now, I'm not saying that would happen every single time because obviously you don't know at times what you're getting into. You know, maybe what you were picking up here was more straightforward than some businesses, but... For us, it was just such a smooth transition. I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, not everything can go right 100% of the time in, in anything. I think anyone mm-hmm. does in business. But what we do is we make sure that we understand as much about you know your business and your setup as there is. Kind of like lining up all the ducks to make sure that we don't miss anything. You know, I always say that anything over 80% is good. So if we can understand minimum of 80% of the IT setup, what you've got, most of the legwork is done in the run-up to actually taking that onboarding date, saying like we're going to be responsible for your IT from that date. Most of the work is done before that in order for it to be an easy, you know, transition. So mm-hmm. it's great to hear it, you know, from you as well. So I do appreciate that. And I guess, mm-hmm. you know, finally, what I was going to ask is, you know, what would you say to other businesses out there that are currently maybe not entirely over the moon with their IT provider and maybe thinking about changing as, as you've said a lot here already that will play into that but what what was the final thing that you'd maybe say to those people don't hesitate just don't tolerate poor service and, and change because it certainly isn't as scary as what you might think and certainly you guys did make it extremely easy awesome well thank you very much for that Cheryl and thanks very much for your time as well I know you're very busy so I do appreciate your time And uh, like I said, we'll make sure we share all your kind of links and stuff in the show notes as well. So if people want to find out what you guys are doing, there might be someone listening to this that's got their grand design project and is needing windows, right? (laughs) So um, if anyone's looking for um, anything like that and wants to check out what Cheryl and the team do over there, then uh, please feel free to go and check them out. So there you have it. If you were one of these people that was really worried about changing an IT provider, hopefully listen to Cheryl there share their views on how the process was for them and the benefits that it's given to their business since they changed their IT provider and found a partner that was a much better fit for their business to help their business grow and develop. Hopefully that has alleviated some of your fears and concerns. Now, of course, if you would like to have a discussion with us about how we can help you to get better IT, then feel free to get in touch with us, reach out to me on LinkedIn. And of course, if you head to our website, which is www.m3networks.co.uk, you can find all the information there about what we do and of course, how to get in touch with us. So hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.